Welcome to Mahogany Moms Podcast. My name is Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, but you can call me Dr. Shell. I'm here to provide support and education on all things motherhood. Join me every other Wednesday for encouragement, inspiration, and information as we delve into health, mental and physical, education, money, and everything else that comes with this motherhood journey. Hey, y'all. It's another episode of the Mahogany Moms Podcast. I'm Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, educational psychologist, maternal mental health expert, parenting coach and author. So today on the podcast, it's just me. And so I don't know if you heard or you remember, two weeks ago on the podcast, I had Dr. Dunbar and we were talking about burnout and what her experience was with burnout. And so I said that I would come back and talk to you guys about my own experience with burnout. And so that's what I wanna do. I just wanna talk to you guys about burnout, what my experience has been and what I've done to what coping strategies I've used or I've implemented to manage burnout. So I'm gonna take you back to the beginning of the pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, things were manageable. When I say things were manageable, I mean things were manageable for myself and my family. So it's myself, my husband, and I have two boys, right? Or we have two boys. And so we were getting used to being at home and the slowdown felt good. We were like, yes, like, because we're always on the move. We were, let me just say, we were always on the move. And so the actual slowdown, it really felt good. We were able to spend more time together as a family. So my therapy sessions had declined as some people were waiting to return to the office, right? Because if you all remember, no one knew that what was started off as like, you know, just stay at home would turn into like these months. And so a lot of my therapy clients were like, well, I'll just wait. I'll just wait till we come back to the office. I prefer in office or they just weren't comfortable doing video. So they were like, we'll just wait. So I was like, okay. And actually it was perfect timing because virtual school had started and that was a huge learning curve. And it was a time stealer as my youngest was then in kindergarten and my oldest was third grade. So we were all trying to manage this new school thing. Hmm. Then all H-E-L-L hockey sticks broke loose. My kindergartner was crying when the teacher didn't call on him or hear his response. He was rolling around on the floor. My third grader was overwhelmed and frustrated with the amount of work, not being able to hear the teacher's instructions because all the kids weren't on mute. It was a mess. And on top of all that, I had to figure out a way to cover my business expenses as clients dwindled and my contracts were placed on hold. It was a nightmare. I'm sure I am not the only one that was experiencing this. This is May. So a year ago, really more than a year ago, because the everything started in March. So, you know, a little bit more than a year ago. So at the time, I was tired and irritated all the time. I couldn't wait for school to be over. When it ended, I was so happy and so were my kids. I was like, yes, school is over. So it's this stress of managing all of this. Yes, y'all just go do whatever you want to. Well, not whatever, but just, just chill, right? And live your best life, right? Because I need to just get it together. But there was no rest for my weary soul because in May of 2020, George Floyd was murdered, right? So then that's, that set out an uh, increase on clients calling for sessions, right? Because it was a lot of, and it still is, a lot of racial discord. It's, and the pandemic was still happening. I mean, we were still in the middle. It was the beginning of the pandemic. So all of that combined, clients have started calling back. 
and I was grateful, but I was, I, I was tired, right? Because I had been dealing with the kids and virtual and it was over, but I really had no, no period of rest. So as the months went on and we learned more about COVID, I knew a change was coming or a change had to come. I had to figure out how to make this work. And I'm saying how, because for part of the pandemic, for in the, in the early stages, my husband was at work. He was working from home. And so we were able to kind of divide and conquer. But then he started having to go back into his office. Like initially it was like one day. Then of course, one day became three days, two days, and then three days, and then five days. So I, because I was the one that I could work from home, I had to figure out how to make all of this work. So really it was gonna be me and the kids and virtual school. For my own sanity, I knew virtual school was not an option. We decided homeschooling would be the best option and would allow me to have the most control over, over our schedules. And so at the time we were like, okay, I'll homeschool and my husband would do something on Thursdays because he was working like one day a week or so anyway. I think one day a week he was going to work with the kids. And so I would have that time off. Of course, that changed through through as the year progressed because then he had to go back to work every day, back into the office every day. So let me tell you, homeschooling was a steep learning curve. Now, I am a former educator. And so I, you know, I'm a former educator. When I say educator, I mean like elementary educator. So I was like, okay, it's been, it's been quite a while, but I, I got this. Yeah, no, mm -mm, I didn't. It took me longer to adjust to, you know, homeschooling and, and figure out how all, thing, all the things went than I thought it would. Not only that, but having to help my kids adjust to me, not just being mom, but also being teacher. So I give it up to all you homeschooling mamas who do this, you know, who were doing this pre-COVID and who are going to continue to do it after. And for all the homeschooling moms that were doing it before, I give it to you guys. You all have my utmost respect and kudos to you. Because I, whoo, it has, it was, like I said, it was a steep learning curve and it has continued to be a learning curve just in different ways. And so what I realized is that I wasn't going to be able to maintain my level of focus and care for my clients and homeschool then first and fourth grader. Because I was already struggling. It's funny though, because I didn't use the term burnout or even think to use the term until many months later. So I, you know, started praying and, you know, just trying to figure out, asking God, like, what should, you know, how do I manage this? What should I do? What, you know, what should we do? We know we're going to do homeschooling. How is this going to work for me and the business? And so this, we were, we were months into homeschooling. We're months into me trying to make the, the schedules work and me, you know, working and seeing clients and homeschooling the kids. So I was like, this is, this is not going to work. This, something has to give. And so, uh, you know, after much prayerful consideration, I made the decision to stop working with my therapy clients. I knew that they needed more than what I could give. I needed more for myself and my kids deserved more from me. So you can't give from an empty, from an empty place. Right. So I was like, I can't, I, I just, something was going to have to give. And so I made the decision to stop seeing my therapy clients. And if you are a therapist and you're listening to me, yes, I did have referrals in place and things put in place. I didn't just leave my clients hanging. 
And so some of the symptoms of burnout that I experienced was irritability, headaches, forgetfulness, probably some, you know, anxiety or worry. I'm sure there were some other things that I experienced, but for me, burnout has, has kind of come in waves. So I'll talk about that some more. And even though I gave up my therapy clients, I still had to manage the contracts that I had, which I'm thankful for because they allowed the business to continue to generate revenue and support others through work without me having to be fully present. So going back to the burnout ebbing and flowing. So I didn't have all the things going on anymore, right? Because I wasn't seeing my therapy clients. I was still managing the contracts, but it didn't require as much of me. But like I said, homeschooling by itself with the first and fourth grader was a whole thing by itself. Having to get used to being in the house all day, every day. I mean, we could, you know, we were going outside and doing doing different things. It really reminded me of the times when my babies were little. And you know, everywhere you go, they go, because that's just, you know, that's just how it was. And I mean, they're still young, so we're not leaving them at home by themselves. And so everywhere I went, if I needed to go to the store, if I needed to go to Walgreens, if I needed to go anywhere, they were coming with me. And not that that's a bad thing, but it's a day in and day out. It was a lot. And we weren't really going out because I didn't want to take them out to the stores, right? That's when, you know, a lot of things weren't known about COVID. And so I didn't really want to take them to the store. So I would have to wait till my husband came home. And so for me, limiting my ability to move and come and go as I wanted to or needed to, that was a whole nother mental stressor for me. Are you a parent feeling overwhelmed and stressed out? Do you need support or someone to talk with about your concerns? If so, look no further. I offer parent coaching, specializing in working with parents of children with disabilities. Let me help you eliminate overwhelm and guide you to your next step. Go to nextstepseducation.com. That's next, N-E-X-T, steps, S-T-E-P-S, education, E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N.com for more information. I had to really implement some coping strategies for all of these things. And so how did I make it through? <laughs> so this is something that I've, done for many years but it became even more crucial during this time i had quiet time in the morning <laughs> spending time with god praying just you know talking to him meditating on his word workouts in the morning thank you peloton for your app we had bought a, a workout bike because i wasn't going to the gym anymore to do the bike classes so i did have that evening walks by myself when my husband came home and then a few hours spent by myself you know, maybe I was doing something that I wanted to do, reading, maybe it was watching TV, watching a movie, or just sitting outside. So I knew that I was going to have to do something to just kind of keep myself and my mental state like in a good place, because I was like, this is, this is, it's a lot. And so, like I said, the, the burnout has ebbed and flowed throughout the year, because as we came to the end of 2020, you know, I was like, okay, I'll homeschool. The thought was we'd homeschool for the first semester. I don't know what we were thinking, but I couldn't think about the whole year, right? So we were like, okay, we'll see, you know, the first semester, let's, you know, kind of see how things are going to go. Maybe by January, things will be better. So we get to December and <laughs> there's not a whole lot that has changed. Some things have changed, but not a whole lot. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do this for a whole nother semester. So that was, a, that brought on a whole nother set of 
worry, just the mental thought of like having to do it. Because to me, the spring semester always seems longer. That's just a mental thing. It's not, but it just seems like it. And so I was like, oh, I don't know about this. So I spent the two weeks during Christmas break really resting, really resting. Even when I wanted to work or do something, I really took that time out to rest so that so I could recover, so that I could re-energize and refuel myself because I needed it. And then January came and I was like, okay, you know, we can do this. I don't even think that I considered sending my boys back to school. At that point, I was like, it was just going to be for the rest of the year. Now, I don't know that I was conceptualizing that at the time because I just took things in small chunks, right? Because I was like, I can't think too far ahead because that was going to be too much. Now, mind you too, I, the supports that I had in place, I, I didn't have those because you know, we didn't want the kids giving anything. We didn't want to spread anything. My husband was going to work. So we were just trying to contain ourselves to our little, you know, family group. Now, you know, there were times we might meet up outside or do different things outside, but, you know, meeting up the grandparents, the kids going up to the grandparents, those things weren't happening. And so some of the supports that I had put in place, you know, I wasn't able to utilize. And so I think probably as we move further in the second semester, and then we had the freeze and I I started to feel burned out again. But by then we were having vaccinations and things like that. And so I was able to enlist some more help and to, you know, have my mom come over on um, Fridays because it was getting real in these streets. And your girl was like, ah, I don't know. Meaning like, I don't know if I could do this another further. I don't know if I could do homeschooling another further. I don't know if I can you know, really it was the homeschooling piece. I think that was getting to me more than anything, right? Because my business was kind of self-running itself. I was having to do some things, but not to the magnitude that it was generating angst, right? It was a lot of the homeschooling, you know, my first grader was probably having the most difficulty, you know, it's typical first grader, boy, kinds of things, needing to move. He needed some, you know, outside activity, even though we were doing that, but probably not to the extent that he needed it. You know, like he was playing sports before, we weren't really doing that. So it was all of those things. And I was like, woo, mm. Now at that time, the coping strategies I had in place, those things were in place, but I knew I needed something else. So that's why we started having, or I started bringing my mom in on Fridays to do school with the boys and to manage that. And so I just wanted to share my own experience with burnout because sometimes we can't see it for ourselves when we're going through it. And as a mental health clinician, you would think that I would be able to recognize it. But sometimes when you're in the thick of things, you aren't able to stop and recognize what is happening. And so yes, therapists do need therapists. Therapists do need therapy. And so I I know at some point I did, you know, resume therapy. At different times, I I felt like I was managing okay. And then when I wasn't, right, I was, you know, talking to her and and we were figuring out different things that I could put in place. But again, some of these things, you know, I, I had already put in place and it was still just wearing. It was still just wearing on me. I think the the social isolation, the lack of social interaction, the in my case, not being able to just come and go freely was another whole mental angst for me. And so, you know, my thing to you, to you all is if you're listening to this and you're a mom and you think you may be experiencing burnout, 
try to, you know, do things in, in little pockets, right? Because you may not be able to do, you know, you may not be able to take a weekend to get away, but, you know, taking time away from everybody and everyone else for yourself in small doses, you know, if you don't have a lot of support or if you can't do that, then, you know, if you put your child asleep at night, you know, just trying to, to find something that is going to re-energize and refuel you. Maybe it's listening to music, maybe it's dancing around your house. Well, now we're, you know, things are opening back up. So we have the ability to get out more. I also found that when, you know, once we were able to start doing more things, not necessarily with a crowd of people or anything, but just able to get out more, like things were opening back up, that also impacted my mood. So if you're a mom and you're experiencing burnout, I encourage you to like do small doses of things, you know, meditate, pray, take walks, exercise, bubble baths, all of those things that help you to rejuvenate, but also like getting outside, getting outside of your house, maybe taking a day trip somewhere. Even if, even if you have to take your child with you, just changing the scenery, changing what you're doing, I believe, and I know for myself, it has helped. So if you need some more help, and so I say all this to say, you know, burnout is real. I'm sure every mom knows that after this year, that burnout is real. And so what I don't want you to do, though, is to, to be stuck in burnout, right? Because burnout can turn into some longer term issues in terms of, you know, mental health disorders with depression and anxiety and things like that. So I encourage you that if you're starting to feel burnout, to take a break, to find something um, as we're entering into the summer months, getting out of your house, going on day trips, going to the beach. I'm in Houston. So, you know, it's a 45 minute ride to Galveston. Like I said, if you can do it by yourself, do it by yourself. But if not taking your child with you and just allowing them to, you know, play in the water, they can frolic around without you having to like micromanage them. It does give you a sense of relaxation or that has been my experience. So if you haven't tried that, try it. And so yeah, that's it for the Mahogany Mamas podcast. I hope this has been helpful. We have a burnout survey that is listed in the show notes. We also have a Love Yourself Mom Challenge. So if you're feeling burned out and you need some ideas of what to do, join our Love Yourself Mom Challenge. It's a four-week challenge. It's fun. It's not too wild. It's nothing that you can't do or have the things in your home to do. So I encourage you to sign up for that. The link will be in the show notes. You can also find it on mahoganymomspodcast.com website. So yeah, until next time. Oh, also, we have our listenership survey. So please, please, please take the survey. If you listen to the podcast and you love it, please take the survey so we can get some feedback so I can know what things you want to hear and how to make the podcast better for you. All right, guys. Until next time. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Mahogany Moms podcast with me. If you like the podcast, please show your support by sharing it and leaving a review. If you'd like to learn more about us, go to mahoganymomspodcast.com. Until next time.